This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Uh, this is the 415ers podcast coming at you three times a week on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. Please feel free to download, rate, and subscribe to the podcast. We appreciate all ratings, five stars especially. Evan Giddings and Mark Randy with you. And... Um, you know, Mark, it, it is funny. Like we were kind of talking about, um, you know, the, the large comeback by the Vikings. And I, I think Saturday had outside of the Browns Ravens, probably the best, you know, two, three game slate of a certain slot, especially compared to some of the 10 a.m. games from Sunday. But but the game that, of course, made you forget really just about every ridiculous finish that there's been this season <laughs> Kind of seems to revolve recently around the Las Vegas Raiders, and boy, did it ever yesterday, because I, I don't know if you got to catch the entirety of that game. I, I tapped in about at halftime after the Raiders went up 17-3 and then blew the lead, got the lead, or tied the lead, and then the last play of the game might be the most ridiculous thing I have seen in recent memory with the Patriots. Essentially, all they had to do is run out the clock, uh, I think it was Ramondre Stevenson just, you know, took a run up the middle and then starts to lateral it. And you're wondering, all right, when's he going to fall down? When is this thing going to go to overtime? And then Jacoby Myers turns around and fires a rocket into what was once uh. the backfield. And Chandler Jones is sitting there with, I mean, essentially an interception, fumble, whatever you want to call it, plucks it up with two hands, turns around puts Mac Jones through the bottom of the turf at Allegiant Stadium <laughs> and then runs all the way for a touchdown to win the game in the final seconds. Like, I know the Raiders have been on a, a lot of opposite ends of the stick this season, but that might be the most ridiculous Raiders finish I have seen in recent memory, as well as the worst Bill Belichick-led team finish I have ever seen, probably in my entire life. Well, it was a, a few years ago when they were in Miami and Miami had that lateral play that went for the touchdown. I think it was Kenyon Drake, the, the walk off right. in the final second. Um, and that I don't think that was a tie game. I think the the Dolphins were behind and that touchdown not only you know got them even, but it put them on top and they won as they walked off. And then this one. Yeah, uh, I mean incredible. Jacoby Myers, what are you doing? You mentioned Ramondre Stevens and it was a run. Uh, I mean, based on that play call, Bill Belichick is telling you we're playing for overtime. We're not taking a risk. We're not trying to throw a Hail Mary and maybe some madness happens with an interception and a return. We're just get to overtime, you know, and, and we'll try to win it in overtime and, and, and get out of here with a win and, and improve to 
to eight and six, but no Jacoby Myers. And, and he copped to it in the, in the locker room after the game, he handled it really well. Just said, I was trying to do too much, trying to be a hero. And you don't say <laughs> a terrible, terrible mistake. Cost the Patriots a win. He could ultimately cost them a playoff spot. I mean, they're now seven and seven. They're out of the playoff picture as it stands uh, right now. And uh, the, uh, the, the Raiders, their playoff only, alive not not a great chance uh, at six and eight but yes an incredible ending to a game and there were so so many crazy endings in week 15 that game could have been headed for overtime it should have been headed for overtime there were other overtime games the colts vikings game that we talked about the chiefs and texans somehow went to overtime as well with the chiefs coming out on top uh, it was a, a wild weekend of football. And the Cowboys-Jaguars also overtime, as we talked about earlier. Uh, but no ending more incredible than the Raiders-Patriots. I could not believe what I saw. Yeah, no, I, I think, yeah, Detroit's Detroit and New York's game probably could have gone to overtime. I know the Titans yeah. and the Chargers probably could have gone to overtime. Um, I mean, there there were some, yeah, there were some crazy games. And it also makes me look at some of the ugly losses. And th- this is actually one thing I, I do think that the 49ers maybe don't get as much credit for just because of of their style of play and just how hot they've been recently but the 49ers don't like last half of the season don't really have any clunkers like i know that their season didn't begin well and there could be made excuses for that when it comes to the quarterback position or the rotating cast of quarterbacks at the beginning of the season, some of the injuries that the 49ers faced. And every team is going to go through injuries. But I would say, Mark, after, honestly, after the Falcons loss, like I I don't even know if there's a game where you could really come down the Niners road. Maybe New Orleans wasn't a great performance, but of course they still won and shut out fashion. But I'm looking at Tampa Bay, who somehow inexplicably is still in first place in the NFC South. <laughs> like they get rolled on by the Bengals after going up early. That was a loss at home where they just got thrashed. Um, the, I mean, well, I guess we're not even talking about the Cardinals anymore, but a, a loss to the Broncos just feels like a, a, a terrible, terrible loss. Uh, the Chiefs nearly lost to who I would proclaim to be the best one win team I've ever seen in mm-hmm. the NFL in the Houston Texans. And then, like, not not even the Eagles looked supremely dominant, even though I felt like the entire time they were going to win that game. It, I mean, Miami and, and Buffalo, I was starting to have second thoughts about the Dolphins. Like, the 49ers at this point, I, I think to me, if you were going to look at where they stack up in the NFC or even around the rest of, of football, if you're telling me that they're a top three team, maybe even a top two team, to me it comes down to like they don't really have any – Sure, holes in their roster, but holes in their resume, especially the last, I would say, seven to eight games where you're looking at them. And and as far as teams that are peaking, that are playing their best, they're probably right at the top. Yeah. And well, I mean, a a seven game win streak certainly helps with that. And, you know, the, the closest what closest game in those seven games was a six point win against the Chargers. So you've you've won by a touchdown or more just about every single time. The defense has been incredible, and and the offense, especially lately, has been pretty good as well. Um, I think you can kind of split the Niners' season into two different parts, and it's basically 
you know, right around week seven, which was when they acquired Christian McCaffrey. Uh, you know, first six weeks, they're three and three. They acquire Christian McCaffrey. He has a short week to get ready for Kansas City. Plays, but, you know, doesn't get his normal touches. They lose. They're three and four. Then with, you know, kind of full Christian McCaffrey, they go to Los Angeles. They dominate the Rams. He has the trifecta performance with a passing, rushing, and receiving touchdown. A bye week. And now the Niners have won six straight games after that bye week. And again, all by six points or more. Uh, so that first half of the season, it's it's pre and post McCaffrey. And to your point, post McCaffrey, Evan, the Niners have been as consistent as anyone in the NFL, probably more consistent. I mean, they are the hottest team in football right now, winners of seven straight uh, on both sides of the ball. Defensively, we know about how special they are. Offensively, they've put up 30 or more points, three of their last five games. They pushed 40 once on that Monday game in Mexico City against Arizona. Uh, this is a team that is uh, clicking on all cylinders right now. And I agree with you. If, if you look over the last two months, there has not been a better team in the NFL. You, you look at the win streak, and that might be obvious to you, but there are uh, other teams, like the, the Eagles only have one loss to this point, you know, over those over that same stretch. They have one loss this season, and it happened in the last month two months but you look at their game yesterday as you mentioned against Chicago didn't really feel like they were in danger but they were a a bad break a balance of the ball away from losing that game after their loss to the commanders what about a month ago now they followed that up and should have lost to the Colts in Indianapolis they kind of escaped out of that one with the win they should have lost that one so they had some clunkers not all of them have cost them wins but they've had some bad performances but the Niners, meanwhile, are just steadily, you know, churning out wins, churning out points and, and holding the opponents to less than 17 points every single week out. So um, I'm with you, Evan. The Niners, uh, during this win streak, during the last eight weeks in the in the post-McCaffrey era, or I guess the McCaffrey era, but the post-McCaffrey acquisition era, the, they're, to me, by far the best team in the NFL. Yeah, I do think you can make a case that there are some teams perhaps starting to get hot and peaking at the right time. I know the Niners have the longest win streak currently, but when you look at teams that have strung together five or more, you're looking obviously at Philadelphia, who I think will probably be peaking in the next week or two as they begin to get some of their guys back off IR and get even healthier than they already were. Uh, Buffalo, who... Look, I, I mean, that, that game in the snow on Saturday against Miami was an incredibly fun game, uh, but I think showed both where Buffalo has a few holes as well as also uh, I think their defense is beginning to sort of step up. Um, but the, the the only other team, honestly, Mark, that I could say is, has a, a case in this conversation would be the Cincinnati Bengals. And this is kind of what they did a little bit last year even more so um, in, in a lot of ways, they've kind of followed a, a 49ers script each of the past two seasons where they've started, start, started off slow. I think this year they were four and four before they, they, yeah, I guess strung together these last six wins. Um, but last year, Joe Burrow and his extremely talented wide receiving core and offense has always sort of been there. They've been, they've been, I would say like the 49ers defense, they've been the consistent part of this team although Burrow has had some ups and downs this year. 
But then when that defense starts to come along, just like the 49ers offense, as we talked about when they acquired McCaffrey, has started to come along, you see the the two sides of the football, you know, moving in cohesion a lot more, I think, than the beginning of the season. So although Cincinnati probably didn't deal with as many injuries outside of, I would say, to Jamar Chase, um, they're the only other team mark that I can think of right now. And of course, you're luckily because they don't play in the same conference as you. But when it comes to teams that are peaking, uh, I'm looking at the AFC as teams that are starting to find their stride. Meanwhile, in the NFC, it seems like there's a lot of teams that are kind of just limping to the finish line. I mean, even Minnesota, like the, the, you're right, like they won this weekend, but barely probably should have lost. And then even the rock fight that's been going on in the NFC East, it's like Cowboys lose on a walk off pick six. Uh, Philly wins by a score. Chicago, New York and Washington feels like they're slugging it out between each other for those last couple of playoff spots. And San Francisco will get Washington next weekend. Um, but right now, if you're looking around the NFC, like like this is where I do think that fans should begin to become hopeful. And and I want to ask you a question in a second, but I'm curious where you're at when it comes to the 49ers and the NFC picture, because I, th- I think the only thing withstanding for me from putting the Niners as the number one team in the NFC is just the Eagles record and the fact that they've done it all year. But what I've seen from them, even across this five-game winning streak, has not necessarily been a team of, you know, don- like if they end up going 16-1, and one, which is very uh, likely or reasonable, um, even then, I don't know if I would feel like the Eagles should be, you know, more than a field goal favorite in a game at home against San Francisco. Yeah, um, I I think the NFC is is really interesting because you have – Kind of the, the the two teams that everyone kind of widely believes are the two best teams in in the conference in Philadelphia and San Francisco. As it stands right now, they're not one and two in the standings. We've talked a lot about Minnesota right now. They are currently number two. And a lot of people don't even think Minnesota is the third best team of the conference. You have Dallas, who is not going to win their division because the Philadelphia Eagles have just one loss. They're all the way down in the five spot because, again, they will not be a division winner and and that sets up interesting second round matchups because let's assume for a second that Dallas beats Tampa Bay uh and, and I guess first of all first of all we're assuming that Tampa Bay wins the NFC South which is far from a sure thing right now because you have Tampa at six and eight and then everyone else Carolina New Orleans and Atlanta at five and nine so there's still a lot that can happen over the final three weeks but let's just assume Dallas beats whoever comes out of the NFC South they're going to have to do it on the road, Dallas is, because they will not have, have won their division. Say the Niners beat the Giants and Minnesota beats Washington. That means Dallas would be heading to Philadelphia and San Francisco heads to Minnesota. The Niners, I am pretty positive, would be favored on the road in Minnesota over the Vikings if that were the case. And then it might be a pick for the 49ers in Philadelphia if, if those results hold. Uh, so you have a situation where, uh, you know, you're going to have a couple of home teams probably losing or being underdogs in, in, in the NFC playoffs, which, you know, considering the fact that there's generally one weaker division, that sometimes happens. But for, for, the, for the two seed to be uh, an underdog in their second playoff game isn't all that common. Um, I, I think it just speaks to uh, 
one, how how obviously quality the Niners are, but two, how how much people I don't know failed to believe in the Minnesota Vikings and and how generally uninspiring they have been. Maybe that changes again after their incredible uh, win against the Colts. Uh, but I, I'm I mean I'm with you. I, th- I think the Niners are to this point, you know, far and away. They, there's the the Eagles, maybe a, a little bit of a break until the 49ers. And then a pretty big break off before you get to the Cowboys or the Vikings, whichever team you prefer. I think there's a clear top two, a bit of room, and then everyone else. And and the Cowboys recently, they haven't been playing that well. They, they should have lost to the Texans last week. They lost to the Jaguars this week. I think they still scare me more than Minnesota because of their defense, Evan. But no, I, I think uh, at this point, if you're the 49ers and you fail to get to the NFC Championship game, even if that means winning on the road in Minnesota, you're going to be very upset at yourself. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.